right, come on, look at somebody and say, I'm glad you made it to church today. Now look at your second choice and say, you need a little church, my friend. So good to see you guys today. Good to have you in the house today. We are kicking off a brand new series today called Sound On. Sound On, unmuting the voice of God. But before we get into that, let me let you kind of be aware of a couple things that we've got coming up just this month. Uh, Number one, for all of our volunteers here, uh, we have a VCA awards uh, banquet that's coming up just for you. So if you have not received one of these cards, just see us at the end of the service. We'll get you one. Go online, sign up for that. That is for you, for volunteering, for being a part and giving of yourself sacrificially. So that's coming up. And then also we have a youth explosion service. All of our campuses coming together right here with all of our teenagers. Somebody say, bless you, Lord. So they're coming in on the 19th. Got a lot of giveaways and everything that's going to take place then. And so if you've got a teenager or a young person, man, make sure you get them here to be a part. Uh, We've got some worship going on. Our dance team is going to be doing some stuff. We've got a great speaker coming in and then giving away some amazing prizes uh, for those that show up. So don't miss that. Come and be a part of that. But anyway, how many of you guys are excited to kick off a new year? Anybody? How many of you are excited and you look back on 2019 and you say, I never want to see that year again the rest of my life? Thank you for being honest today. Well, we want to talk a little bit about kind of jumping into a new year, kind of looking at this as the year of the Bible, getting into God's Word, seeing what God has to say to us. Uh, one, of the, one of the main questions that we get asked all of the time Uh, by people in reference to their relationship with God, is how do I know God's speaking to me? I mean, how how do I know that that's really God? I mean, is it God? Is it myself? Is it the devil? Is it the pizza? Is it the burritos? I mean, which one is it? How do I know if God is speaking to me? And the, the cool thing about all of that to realize is that we have a speaking God. We have a God that communicates with us and speaks to us. And the notion that God somehow has stopped speaking is just simply not true. God has spoke very much throughout time and he still speaks today. Matter of fact, when you look at the Bible, when you open it up to Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, the third verse in all of the Bible, it says, And God said... So right off the bat, God is speaking, and then you go through the whole Bible, and the Bible ends with God speaking to the church seven times. He speaks to the church, and he says, let them that have ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So again, we serve a speaking God. A lot of the times, we just don't realize it. We have a hard time understanding it, and most people don't realize what the voice of God is like. But again, we serve a speaking God. So let's look at John today. John chapter 10, kind of a a key verse, if you will. You might want to highlight that, underline that, study it on your own this week. John chapter 10, starting at verse 3, and of course Jesus is speaking here. 
And here's what he says. He says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. Now, let me pause right there just for a moment because when Jesus spoke, oftentimes he would use metaphors. He would use pictures. And here he calls himself the shepherd or the gatekeeper, the shepherd. And so we are the sheep. Jesus is the shepherd and we are the sheep. And so the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep, what do they do? They listen to his voice. Understand, sheep have the ability to hear the shepherd clearly. And the reason why Jesus uses this metaphor is because they say that you can take two shepherds with all of their sheep. Let's just say they've got a hundred sheep apiece and they can cross the road at one time. So you've got up to 200 sheep mingling together and they cross the road. And in an instant, that shepherd can make a noise. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what his noise is. What's your noise? Laugh all you want. You got a noise too. What is your noise? But the shepherd makes that particular sound and the sheep identify with his voice. And even though they're mingled together, they all separate and not one of them gets lost. The sheep have the ability to hear the shepherd. They know who the shepherd is. And so that's why Jesus is using this metaphor. He said, hey, I'm the shepherd. You're the sheep. You need to know my voice. And then he says, he says, he calls out his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, here's a verse you might want to highlight, circle, write it down. He goes on ahead of them. He goes on ahead of them. This is a dynamic that you absolutely need in your life in 2020 for God to be ahead of you. A lot of times in life, because of busyness, because of noise and distractions, we tend to get ahead of God. But for this year in 2020, you need to make it a goal to say, God, I need you to be ahead of me. And so it says that he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. So again, what we want to do during this series is we want to help you to distinguish God's voice. Because I know that some of you right now, maybe you're in the middle of a decision that you have to make. It could be a decision that can really affect your life in a positive or negative way. And so you find yourself in a place to say, hey, I really need to know if God is speaking to me or not. And so Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6 is a great scripture in the message translation. It says that we are to listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He is the one who will keep you on track. How many of you know God will keep you on track if you will allow him to? Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6. And then also in Luke chapter 8 verse 8, Jesus makes this bold statement. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. So you understand that God doesn't have a speaking problem, but we have a hearing problem. Come on, ladies, help me out. How many of you in here, your spouse has a hearing problem? Come on, there you go. There you go. Men, how many of you would say you don't have a hearing problem? You just choose not to hear. One honest, two, three. Thank you, guys. Thank you. God doesn't have a speaking problem. We have a hearing problem. As a matter of fact, God said, hey, I'm speaking a lot more than you realize it. 
But what you have to do is you have to be willing to cut through the noise, cut through all of the distractions and the things that are around you to be able to tune in to hear God's voice. So how does God speak? So what I want to do today is I want to give you some common ways that God speaks because really, if you think about it, I mean, if you're like me, you're kind of like, well, God, you know, if you really want me to hear the message or the, you know, the thing that you want me to understand, I mean, why not just carve it out in the clouds? Like, Alan, this message is for you. You know, I mean, why, why, don't, you, why don't you do that? But, yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, God is, is the creator of heaven and earth. The Bible says that heaven is his throne. The earth is his footstool. He loves us. He cares about us. And I'm like, well, God, you know, why can't you just send me a text or something? Let me know it's you. But then I think about, you know, I'm so daggone hard-headed. God could carve a message in my forehead, and I would wake up in the morning and wipe it off and swear it was dirt or something. So understand that God is speaking. Here's why it's important that we understand about hearing his voice. Why is it important that I hear from God? Well, let me give you three ways real quick, and then we'll get into the common ways that he speaks. Here's why it's important that I hear from God. Number one, it assures me that I'm in God's family. It assures me that I'm in God's family. It's proof that I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you never hear the voice of God, if you never feel that prompting or, 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 or that moving where you open up his word and it really speaks into your heart, if you never feel that and you are a child of God, then you need to check your, because something's wrong with you. Why? Because every relationship is based in dialogue. What is dialogue? That's you talking and then you be quiet and somebody else talks. So there's communication going. And when you're talking about Christianity, Christianity is based on a relationship with Jesus Christ. So there has to be some dialogue there going on. So again, it helps me to know that I am in God's family. John chapter 10, verse 14 through 16, Jesus says this. He says, I am the good shepherd and I know those who are mine, and my sheep know me. And what do they do? They hear my voice. You know, there's this myth out there that says only the super saints hear from God. You know, well, only the pastor hears from God, or only this person hears from God. No, Jesus is the shepherd, and Jesus says, hey, I know your voice, and because we're in relationship, we're having some dialogue, you need to know my voice. You know, Misty and I have four kids at home, and I guarantee you, I know every one of those little jokers' voices. I know every one of them. You know, when my kids call me or they holler out, Daddy, I don't have to look at them and say, stand up and identify yourself, son. Yeah, I don't have to do that. I know their voice. They know my voice. Not only do we know each other's voice, we know each other's tone. So, you know, it's like Caleb and Aiden, our two youngest, they were in the room playing the other day. And Aiden's got a certain tone about him. If he, he gets mad with Caleb and he had that certain tone. And I just immediately knew that that was Aiden. Why? Because we're a family. We're in relationship with one another. So I know their voice. They know my voice. And so it is with Jesus Christ. The longer you're in relationship with him and you've got that communication element going on, then you're going to know his voice because he already knows yours. So again, the reason why it's so important that we hear from God is because it assures us that we're in God's family. Here's the second thing. It protects me from mistakes. You ever made a mistake before? You ever jump into something too quick? 
Just jump right in it. This has got to be from God. And the moment you jump in it, within the first few moments or first day or so, you're like, man, this won't God. I missed this one. So listen, before committing to something, before jumping into something, take time to pray about it. Take time to kind of get God in on it. And he can help you to prevent you from making a mistake. Job chapter 33, verse 17 and 18 It says this, God speaks, and when he speaks, what does it do? It causes them to change their minds, keeping them from pride, warning them of the penalties of sin, and keeping them from falling into some trap. So again, look at all these benefits. When you hear from God, it may cause you to change your mind. It may cause you to change your attitude. It may cause you to change your values. Anybody ever have that happen? You know, have you ever just knew that you knew that you knew that that was the voice of God and you knew that that's what you needed to do? And so you start moving in that direction and all of a sudden God puts a wall up. It doesn't work out. And then you find yourself getting all mad and upset, mad with God, mad with people. But how many of you know that was God ordained? You know, I know some guys and they're looking out and they're single and they're like, man, she has got to be the one for me. It's it's, it's just her. She is all of that and a bag of chips too, Pastor. She's the one. I want to marry her. I want to be with her. And then all of a sudden, God puts a wall up. You know, she moves on. And then my brother's crying for about the first two or three months. He's all upset. He don't understand what's going on. I thought this was God. Only to look back later and realize Had he got with her, had he married her, he would have married a Shanita. She need a car payment. She need a house payment. She need a light bill payment. She just need a job. I mean, if you come on, amen. Same thing with women. You're looking at that man and you're like, girl, six foot, six pack, six figures. He's the one for me. And so you look at him and God blocks that and you get upset and mad with God. But later on, you look back and you're like, man, that brother ain't even got a job. His credit's all jacked up. We don't need him. So again, before jumping into something, why don't you take time to pray about it and seek God on it? And he can help you to keep you from making mistakes. But not only that, he can help you know what the right choices are. So again, it's important to hear from God. Why? Because it assures me I'm in the family. It protects me and helps me to avoid mistakes. Here's the third reason. It's the secret of a productive life. It's the secret of a productive life. John chapter 15, verse 5. We're wearing John out today, aren't we? John 15, verse 5. If a person, Jesus says, remains in me and I remain in him, then what does he do? He produces not a little bit of fruit. He produces much fruit. So there's a productive life if I'm in relationship with Christ. But without me, can he do anything? Can he do some small things? Can he do some medium things? Without me, he can do what? Nothing. That's one of the clearest verses in all of Scripture that without Christ, you can do nothing. And so I may get some kickback on that and say, well, Pastor, I can do something. I can build big buildings. Yeah, but they're going to fall one day. Well, Pastor, I can make a name for myself. Yeah, but that name's going to fade one day. Well, Pastor, you know, I can make a lot of money. Yeah, but that money's going to get spent one day. Lean in real quick right now. You and I can do nothing of eternal value without Jesus Christ. You can do nothing of eternal value without Jesus Christ in the center of your life. So hear me, if you don't get anything else I say today, get this right here. The more we depend on God's leading, the more productive our lives will be. 
The more we depend on God's leading, the more productive our lives are going to be. So we have to learn to depend on God. Again, why is that so important? It assures me that I'm in God's family. It protects me from the mistakes that I may make. And it's the secret to a productive life. Anybody need any of that for 2020? All of us do. So now let's turn the page a little bit. So if it's so important that I hear from God, how does God speak to me? Let me give you just a few ways today on how God speaks. Because when you look throughout the scripture, God speaks in some pretty amazing ways in the scripture. Uh, matter of fact, there was one time where, where there was a guy named Moses. And God called out to him through a burning bush. The bush was literally on fire, but it was not consumed. And so God spoke to Moses through that. There was another time there was a guy named Balaam. And Balaam and this donkey had this conversation going. Come on, how many of you know? That's a little weird. But anyway, God spoke through the donkey and said, hey man, why are you hitting me? Look, there's the angel. He's going to kill you. So again, God spoke through that. And then in Daniel chapter 5, God shows up in the form of a hand and he writes a message on the wall. So again, God shows up throughout the Bible in so many different ways to speak to us. So let's look at some common ways real quick today that he speaks. Here's, here's the first one. Rarely God speaks with an audible voice. Notice I didn't say never. I said rarely. Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, which incidentally, I know we're going kind of quick today, and I have a lot of notes for you. But if you'll get the Bridge app, go to that app, go to the notes section, click on Smithfield. All of my notes are right there for you. So Exodus 33, 11. Inside the tent, the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. So again, I'm going to say up front, I have never physically heard the audible voice of God. Doesn't mean that I can't, doesn't mean that I won't. But as of this time right now, I haven't. So, but I still know that God speaks audibly. But it's rare enough for you, if you would just sit there and say, I'm not moving till I hear the audible voice of God, you may be there for a while. Kind of reminds me of the drowning man. You know, there was a flood that came and this guy, he's sitting on top of his roof and he says, I'm not moving till I hear the voice of God. God, you're going to help me. You're going to get me out of this situation. It's going to be great. Well, all of a sudden, here comes a guy with a rowboat, stops by the house, hooks up and says, hey, man. I'm headed out of here. Let me help you. Jump on in the boat. I can get you to safety. The man said, nope, I didn't hear the voice of God. I'm going to stay right here. Man said, peace, brother. Good luck. I'll see you later. He rose on the way. A few minutes later, here comes a rowboat. You know, not a rowboat, but a motorboat. He got, he's putting up outside the house. He said, hey, man, I'm here. Let me help you out. I'll get you to safety. The man said, you know what? I didn't hear the voice of God on that. I'm not going with you either. Guy said, peace out, man. Good luck to you. A few minutes later, here comes a helicopter. The helicopter flies over the house. You know, Coast Guard drops down in the basket. Hey, man, come on. Let's get you in the basket. We'll get you out of here. You're going to be all right. Nope, I ain't hear the voice of God. I mean, you know, the floodwaters kept coming up. The man finally drowns. He drowns and he goes to heaven and he's looking at God and he's like, God, what is up, man? Where were you? God said, man, what do you want me to do? I sent you a rowboat. I sent you a motorboat and I sent you a helicopter. What more do you want, my brother? So you understand that God rarely speaks with an audible voice, but he does speak that way. Here's another way. Occasionally, he speaks through dreams. Occasionally, God will speak through dreams. Job chapter 33, verses 14 and 16. God speaks again and again in dreams. When sleep falls on men as they lie in their beds, He opens their ears and gives them wisdom and instruction. 
So again, God can speak to you in your dreams. For most of us, it's the only time when our mind isn't racing. For some of you, it's the only time when your mouth's closed. For all of us, it's the only time when we're undistracted and we are relaxed in the presence of God. So God speaks through dreams. Now, I'm not saying that every dream is from God. You might have just had too much pizza or burritos or whatever you eat and scary movie or whatever. But God does speak through dreams. You know, one of the things that I do every night before I, before I close my eyes, I say, okay, God, hey, if you want to speak to me through a dream, have at it. I'm willing. I'm available. You know, sometimes I may be thinking about a problem and I need a solution or something. And I'm like, God, hey, if you can speak to me this way, that'd be great. Sometimes he does that. Sometimes he does that. But again, not all dreams are from God. You know, you, you go to sleep and you, you know, your wife wakes up and she don't talk to you for three days because she had a dream that you were running around and you're the holiest guy I know. What's up with that? You know, not all dreams are from God. Most of our dreams are basically our subconscious reorganizing the thoughts in our life. Some of the old and some of the new. But again, God does speak that way. And dreams can be a source of wisdom if you're willing to listen and seek God out. So again, how does God speak? Rarely. Through an audible voice, occasionally through dreams. Here's another one. Sometimes through an impression. Notice the progression here. Rarely, occasionally, sometimes. Sometimes through an impression. John chapter 14, verse 26. The Holy Spirit will be your teacher and will bring to your mind all that I have said to you. And it's interesting because when you think about a teacher, a teacher doesn't just give you information, but that teacher will train you to trust those impressions, those, those ideas. I mean, you know, we all get ideas from a lot of different places and we wonder where they come from. Well, you need to know that some of the ideas that you get actually come from God. And, and, and I know this is weighty and this is a lot to it. So in the third series of this message, which means you got to be here for all of them. In the third week of this message series, we're going to spend the whole Sunday talking about how do I know if this impression is from God or not? How do I know if this idea is from God? So we're going to be talking about all of that because you got to test it to see, is this God? Is it gas? Which one is it? I don't know. So you got to test that. But let me give you two extremes. These are not in your notes. Two extremes to really watch out for when it comes to God speaking to you through impression. Number one, there's the, there's the rationalist. God doesn't, any, God doesn't give anyone any ideas. He doesn't speak anymore. He's silent. He's quiet. <clears throat> you know, you just thought that up. And so people wouldn't even consider it a possibility of God giving you an idea. That's the rationalist. Here's another extreme. There's the mystic. There's the mystic. Every thought, every idea is from God. God told me to do this. God told me to do that. Had somebody to call me up one day and said, Pastor, I feel like God has told me to give away all my clothes, give away all my stuff, and give away my car. I said, man, that's mighty generous of you. Let me ask you a question. Sure, what are you going to wear? Well, I don't know, Pastor. I'm just going by the leading of God. Hey, that's good. How are you going to get to the grocery store? How are you going to get to your job? I mean, you see what I'm saying? God told you to give all of this away. So again, you got to be careful. The bottom line is don't let either extreme keep you from enjoying the balance that God wants to give you. Let me give you a warning here. Always test an impression by God's Word. Always test it. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 Prove all things. Test all things. Hold fast to that which is good. If you get an idea, if you get that feeling and you feel like it's from God, go to the Word. Does it complement it or does it contradict it? 
Because I mean, you know, God's never going to ask you to do something that contradicts His Word. So again, God rarely speaks audibly. Occasionally, He speaks through dreams. Sometimes, He speaks through impressions. Here's another one. Often, He speaks through His children. Often, He speaks through His children. Turn to somebody and say, He's talking about you. Talking about you. Often, He speaks through His children. Romans chapter 12, verse 6. Incidentally, my wife, first of the year, she's like, hey, we're going we're gonna to start doing more fasting and we're going to start exercising more and walking more and, and this, that, and the other. And we're going to eat healthy and we're going to eat some salads. And I said, baby, I just don't believe I heard God on that. I just don't. <laughs> I, I got to test that with the word. You know, the Bible says buffet your body, you know, so I'm going to buffet it every chance I get in Jesus' name. But anyway, oftentimes through his children, Romans chapter 12, verse 6. If God has given you the ability to prophesy, then prophesy whenever you can, as often as your faith is strong enough to receive a message from God. I love the Good News translation. It says, if your gift is to speak God's message, then speak according to the amount of faith you have. So again, God oftentimes speaks through believers. Have you ever been in a crowd before, maybe in a church service, and the speaker was talking, and all of a sudden it was just like, man, he was all in your business. He was there. He was reading your mail, and you're sitting there, and you're like, man, how does he know this? Has he been Facebook stalking me for the old folks? Has he been, you know, uh, social media me and Snapchatting me for the young folks? You know, how does he know all of this? How does she know all of that? It could be that God himself is speaking through that person to you. I've had people to tell me that at the service. Man, Pastor, I don't know how you knew that about me. I don't know how you knew I was going through this. Guys, let me tell you something. I'm not smart enough to think this stuff up. I'm not. But I do know what 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13 says. It says, we speak not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. So every week, man, when I'm preparing a message, I'm going before God, and I'm like, God, you know who's going to be there. You know what they're going through. You know what they're dealing with. I even ask, I say, Holy Spirit, put me on like a coat and wear me. Speak through me. Bring to my mind everything I need to remember. Take out everything I need to forget, because God, you know who's going to be there. And so I know that God speaks through me, but let me tell you something. As a believer, He speaks through you too. He speaks through you too. So when you get the impression to build somebody up or to comfort somebody, to encourage somebody, to send a text, send a message, email somebody, call them, you have no idea the impact you're making on that person's life because sometimes it's not you speaking, it's God speaking through you if you're willing to let God use you as a vessel. You can encourage people, you can build people up, you can help people, but you have to be open and willing to say, God, I'm just a vessel, just use me. You know? Oh, Michael, back there, I'm just a vessel. I'm just a vessel. You know, he does that all the time, cracks me up. So you're just a vessel, allow God to use you. So again, God rarely speaks audibly. Occasionally, he speaks through dreams, sometimes with impressions, Oftentimes through his children, but God always, 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 turn to somebody and say always, always speaks through television, speaks through Spotify, speaks through Apple Music. Be pretty cool if that was right though, wouldn't it? You're sitting there and you're watching Channel 5 News. All of a sudden we interrupt this program and let you know God's got a message just for you if you'll stay tuned. 
Be awesome, but God always, always, always speaks through his word. Through his word. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture. I mean, you know, all means all. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Man, you need to understand the Bible is not just a book of ideas. It's not just a book thought up by humans about God. It is God's word to you and I. It's more than just a book. It is a collection of books. 66 books from Genesis to Revelation. 39 in the Old Testament. 27 in the New Testament. It was written by 40 different authors over a span of 1,500 years. And it all weaves together one story. It's a love story. The love of a father for his children. And he wants to speak into us our hearts through his word. So we need to open that word up. We need to get into the word, study it, read it, examine it, let God speak. Open the pages up and let salty tears flow down your face as you read God's word and let it speak to your heart. Incidentally, if you'll go to the Bridge app or the Bridge website, we have a one-year Bible reading plan just for you. Again, this is the year of the Bible. This is the year of the Bible. That's it. You'll get it before we get out of here in 2020. This is the year of the Bible. So go to that app. Go down and click on the reading plan. There's a one-year reading plan. Get in God's Word every single day. Read it. Study it. Discuss it. It is God's Word to you and to me. God speaks through His Word. But let me give you one more way, and I've got to address this. Because no matter what method God uses to speak to you, He is a loving Father and He cares for you and I. And even though He's given us freedom of choice and He knows that sometimes those choices cause consequences, and He's going to do whatever He can to get through to you and I other than take your choice away from you, even to the point of the last one, as a last resort, God speaks through pain. Speaks through pain. There are times when He will allow temporary difficulty to come into our lives. Now, I'm not saying that all pain is from God. We live in a sinful world. We have freedom of choice. And sometimes we make the wrong choices and there's consequences for those choices. But here's what I am saying. God never wastes a pain. He never wastes a pain. And so He will allow that sometimes to come into our life. But always... For our good and for His glory. The pain that comes into our life is for our good and for His glory. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up here. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 30 says this. Sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. Some of you need to write that down. Tape it to your mirror. Tape it to your refrigerator. Sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. Hashtag truth. See, as Lewis once said, God whispers to us in our pleasure. He shouts to us in our pain. Pain is God's hearing aid. That's what it is. 
moments. God's hearing that. Those moments when you were crying and you were upset and you were going through that, God was crying too. He was crying too. But God will never waste a painful experience. And some of you may be asking, well, why does God bother, man? What, I mean, what is, what, what, why all the effort? Because you matter to God. You are made with purpose. You are made with a destiny. You are made to accomplish something great with your life. Other than what you want to do, God has equipped you and gifted you. And He loves you too much to see you sit there and waste your life away. He says, hey, I've got a plan for you. I've got a purpose for you. I've got a destiny for you. I've got something that only you can do. And out of all of the billions of people in the world, He's picked you out to say, hey... I've got a job for you. The creator of heaven and earth looks down and says, Hey, you're not nameless and you're not faceless to me. I'm the shepherd and you're the sheep and I've got a job for you. Are you willing to follow me? Are you willing to come after me? So again, God speaks in different ways. It's important that we hear from God. So what should be our response in all of this? Hebrews chapter 3 verse 15 says, Today. Come on, it didn't say yesterday. It didn't say tomorrow. It didn't say next month. It says today, if you hear God's voice speaking to you, do not harden your heart against Him. Today. Stand with me all over the house.